Hope FM, a voice for the community. The Chief Executive of the Dorset Race uh, Equality Council is Natalie Sheen. Good morning to you, Natalie. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning, Blair. Now, for people who uh, who sort of don't fully appreciate what inequalities are all about, I mean, how would you define inequality? Well, inequalities happen everywhere and for, for everybody, really. And, and for, for me, inequalities is the fact that some people... Uh, have haven't got the access or the opportunities that that other other have um so so you know it can be in every every part of of life so it, it can be not being able to access services because um um because people don't understand how the service works and how how to access services um some people cannot access um you know cannot access education for example or or um or health services and uh, and the impact for those people can can be very uh very huge in their in their life because obviously you know for for us we at the Dorset Race Equality Council we specialize with people from a different ethnic background and we we see that there's a lot of inequalities in health um because the the NHS system is is Obviously, it's a British system, and and uh, you know when you come from a different country, you're used to the the way things are done in your country, but not in a new in a new country, and um, and uh, and therefore people tend to access services at the later stage, which means that all the preventative uh, all the preventative work that should have happened doesn't happen, and and therefore some people's life can be uh, hugely impacted. But it can be, you know, accessing council services, accessing an, uh, anything. It can be um, anything that puts up a barrier effectively to somebody. Yeah, yeah, and it's it, you know um, salaries. You know, although there's a lot of work that are done in 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 terms of uh, pay uh, pay pay gaps and everything like that. There's still a huge amount of work that needs to be done. Uh, in certain sector and uh, and uh, between you know between genders you know women still are in certain sector less paid for for the same amount of work that, and of course uh, there's been some very high level cases about that you know de- definitely um, definitely you know and and, uh, and and I would say you know in the, in the UK we're very very blessed to have uh, to to have the equality act 2010 and to have a framework of legislation and to have uh, various organisations working around uh, the reduction of inequalities, but it is still very, very um, slow in terms of progress. Mm. And because it is, it is all about changing uh, the whole culture and the, all the, the various systems that we work that that we work in, and that, and that we that our lives are are. are um, really impacted so so it is you know in a sense we're very blessed because we've got the legislation in place and we can use the legislation and uh, um but in another in another um way you know there's still so much work mm. to that needs to be done and we all need to work together to make that happen i mean i ask you the question about you know what inequalities is i suppose that i should also ask you what inequalities 
isn't you know because some people think that you know it's all about we all have to be the same we have to think the same there's a you know, yeah but actually is it's not at all no 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 definitely yes uh, when when uh, you know it's, it's it's interesting because uh you know as you said um when you ask people what is equality and most people would say well it's treating people everybody the same and therefore that's what we're doing but actually no because we are all individuals and we are all different and we've all got different needs and we can be from the same um, um, social group but still have you know millions of different needs really Mm -hmm. and I suppose also that the thing oftentimes the thing that fundamentally affects the way we think often can be our 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 upbringing or the environment around us you know the the climate in which which we're working so I mean if you take the equal pay thing you know I guess that all those who were on you know the nice salaries probably wouldn't have been necessarily thinking about the ones who weren't you know uh, and it's not even just a a male female thing because because you get that inequality in pay pretty much right across the board don't you in some areas as you say yeah yeah definitely and uh you know it's all it is a very very interesting subject and it's a very um you know it is uh i i think it's um it is the, the the more you discover about the way human beings function the more there there is to discover really and and you know as human beings our uh, our behaviours and our and the way our brain is is made and uh, it is just absolutely fascinating and that's one of my passion to do a lot of research into you know behaviours and into understanding how how we we behave and why you know um, why inequalities exist and why you know why why are there so many difficulties and where where do they come from? So you know, they, they, as you mentioned, you know, obviously the way that we've been we we've been brought up is is hugely uh, impactful on on the way that we will be as an adult. But you know, um, the communities in which we live, the um, our history as well, because we've we've still got some biases that we've inherited from you know yeah. from probably the uh, years ago yeah yeah thousands of years ago or millions of years ago that are still very very current and that still dictate our behaviour on a daily basis so and and I think you know when you obviously discrimination and and the inequalities will come from. As you mentioned, from fear of the unknown so, and from your own references, but it is not about saying that you know we we need to we we can't eradicate that, but we can definitely manage our ways of doing things and our ways of understanding. So, for example, you know if you if you're on a on a huge salary yourself. You know, and you live well, and you can access education, you can access health. You haven't got personally. You it's not on got, your radar, is it? Exactly. You haven't got any problems. You're not going to think. You know, you're going to have to make a, a huge effort to think about those people who are struggling to live and who who have lots of difficulties and lots of barriers in their ways, because for you, it's not your framework of reference. So, and it is all about all about explaining, and it's all about education, really. And uh, and you know, and I, I see I deliver a lot of training, and I, I see that light bulb moment, you know, turning in people's ah, head. Ah, so and, that's and, what it's all about, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then saying, oh, oh, yeah, oh, never thought about that, but now I will. And that's when you, 
that's when you change minds and you change people and you can move forward so uh, uh which is which is quite exciting as well but uh, yeah now we're going to talk a wee bit more about some of the specific programs that, you, that you've been engaged with and, and it's quite a broad range you know, it I, is I indeed yeah <laughs> but of, of all the things that 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 you could have done uh, you know i mean why what was it that attracted you you know, to the job that you're currently doing, heading up the, the council? Um, for me, um, it's really working with the various communities. And, you know, my, my job is just, I just absolutely love it because I learn every single day, you know, because I meet new people and I learn about different cultures. I learn about um, different people's lives and and all that richness. And so that's that's one aspect of the job that it is fabulous to work with so many different diverse backgrounds. Really, because you know it is it is amazing. <laughs> and uh, but also it is the the other side of that is to is is to realize the amount of inequalities they are and being able well to, it's a justice issue for some isn't it yeah, yeah and and to 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 be able to pluck to to pluck some of those gaps mm-hmm. and to see the impact that you know um the little bit of work that we do and that in our various projects um and that you know when we when we manage to make a difference and and when you can see that a little bit of work and a little bit of a different way of doing things or a different way of thinking um make a huge difference to to a whole group of people and when you see that you know that impact on people's life that direct impact on people's life I, I don't think there's anything more more rewarding than that, really. <laughs> Hope FM, a voice for the community. And my very special guest this morning is uh, uh, Natalie, who's the Chief Executive of the Dorset Race Equality Council. Now, as we all know, we're now uh, no longer in the European uh, community. Not that we're, we are always European, of course. And of course, one of the things that you were having to deal with, and still are obviously in one of your funded programmes, is what's called the European Settlement Scheme. Mm-hmm. Just tell us briefly about what that's about. Yes, so... Um uh, as, as part of the all review of immigration law for for the UK, um, the government decided that all Europeans needed to register, and uh, Europeans that were in uh, in that are currently in the UK, um, you know, have got now to have a status. So if people have got to uh, have been in the UK for more than five years. They they get what is called the settled status. So and they've got protected status. Yes. I think, yeah. So and basically it means indefinite leave to remain, and it's it is the same right as British people, and it's the, the right to work, the access to NHS, etc. So that's the settled status. And for anybody who is from who has a European uh, passport, um, if they've got less than than five years of residence, they have the pre-settled status. But will will have to apply for their settled status when they reach the five years of red, residency. So there they are. They they've got um, similar rights, but they are less rights than the settled status. So in a way, that, that because that's unsettled, as it were, yeah. There's a bit of a question mark because obviously there's still a think tank. Nothing's particularly settled at yeah, the moment, e- exactly. and these are people who are already here. Yes, exactly. So the um, you know we we know that. All those Europeans who have got the the settled status 
are covered and they, they will be fine. What we still don't know is um, the amount of restrictions for the pre-settled status because, you know, we, we haven't had any, any information at, as yet. Mm. They will have most of their rights will be similar, but some rights will, um, for example, access to benefits, etc., might be uh, less uh, entitlement. So, but at the moment, we we mm. can't say anything. Um, so, and uh, and so the registration is open until thirty first of December, twenty twenty. Uh, but we've been um, funded by the Home Office in partnership with Bournemouth Crisis and Pool Citizen Advice and Connecting Advice in Dorset um, to support Europeans in making their application, to support the most vulnerable, because it's like ev- everything nowadays is an online application. <laughs> so, you know, if you're tech savvy, that's absolutely fine. It's it's. When it works, it works well. Talking about inequalities, and if you're yes, not, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, but if you're not, uh, if you're not tech savvy and etc., it's a lot more complicated. So we we have um, we have case workers that um, can work with individuals and do their applications on 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 their on their behalf. So which is which has been a huge uh, relief for all those vulnerable people. If people don't register, what happens? If people don't register, uh, there's the risk of them being deported because they will be they they will have uh, they will be illegal immigrants in the in the UK from January 2021. Yeah. So so it is you know it is really really important and you know I'm I'm taking uh, the opportunity to make a plea to people you know because we we have had a lot of people who like like me you know I'm French myself so I've uh, I have I have had to 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 apply. Um, uh, but I've been here 22 years almost. You qualify. And yeah, yeah. So settled status is not a, not a problem. But, but even if you, even if you, if you had settled status and you didn't fill in the relevant forms, could that also lead to deportation? Uh, I couldn't have, you know, if I didn't register, I wouldn't have the settled status. So you so have to register to get yes, the settled you, status. Yes, yes, you yeah. have to register. So and um, but we we meet a lot of people who say, oh, I've been here thirty years, I've been here twenty years, I've been here. I don't need a long to do time. that. I don't need to do it. But you know, this is a very very dangerous perception and a wrong perception because they have to do it no matter you know if people have been here 30 years there'll be no problem to get their settled status and i suppose the word there's an also a vulnerability is for people who maybe uh, you know are foreign nationals who maybe have mental health issues or exactly. or who are the most vulnerable they're yeah. the ones who are most likely to forget yeah. or not think it was important. Yeah. So I guess that's what there's a bit of a responsibility in yeah. all of us yeah. when we know of people in that situation to, to help them. Yeah, so so that's why we've got that funded program and you know uh, another plea from from me would be you know if you if you know uh, uh, any any vulnerable person from a European background that hasn't uh, registered yet we've got case workers until the 31st of March so I know people have got until December to apply, but we the support up do, until the thirty first yes, of March. We, yeah, we have employed. After that, we don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I would encourage people to get in touch with us very, very quickly. We've got a month left 
to do the application. It doesn't take long, but as you say, for the most vulnerable people, uh, you know, people with mental health, people with uh, learning disabilities, people, homeless people, uh, people who haven't gotten uh, a, a passport because you need to have a, a, a passport. There's so many different cases of uh, vulner- vulnerabilities that, you know, um, that makes the case very complicated and therefore needs the caseworker there, really. Now, we should give people, uh, we need to do this several times through the programme, but it's to give them your contact details. So that's the, is it drec.org.uk? No, it's Dorset REC. Dorset REC. Dorset REC.org.uk. Or the telephone number is 01202 so that's dorsetrec.org.uk or the telephone number 392-954 with, of course, the relevant prefix. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so, you know, once again, I would urge people to contact us if they haven't done it yet because at the moment there's free support. You know, our caseworkers are absolutely uh, amazing and they spend as much time as possible and they do all the negotiation with the Home Office and all the paperwork and because, you know, the Home Office does like their paperwork. <laughs> it's called so, bureaucracy, I think. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. So, um, um, so um, but, you know, um, our caseworkers are there definitely to help people to get their status and to be safe, really. Um, I mean, yeah. the, the, the other thing, of course, that you very briefly mentioned there was that you, you, you're partnering with the Citizens Advice Bureau. And one of the things that we were talking about off air was the the inequalities that people i had a chap on just a few weeks ago we were talking about applying for benefit and how with the people quite a lot of people are having their benefits reduced Mm -hmm. these are people who have mental health issues and and so on and the the money is taken away Um, and of course it can lead very seriously to suicide at its worst i mean at its heart this is an equality issue and i know that you don't fight uh, individual cases but of course you are a voice to central government uh, in a way to say well actually guys this is this is not a fair playing field and is actually leading yeah. t- to stress uh, have you had many people coming to you with those those sorts of issues either directly or via the cvs well, we, we yes, we we have had some people. You know, we we have had cases of uh, you know um, you know uh, a, a lady with a disability, for example, from um, a European background, was refused her universal credit because she you know because the person who made the decision that um, I don't know DWP or an official whatever, or whatever an some official way, yeah. person decided that you know she didn't have the right to reside in the UK so though that that couple you know both of them were were um, uh, disabled and received uh, uh, benefits but they were managing their life without any problem they had never been in arrears with with their rent they were managing to feed themselves and to go about in their life and you know so they were managing well but because that universal credit was cut you know, they lost everything. And, you know, it took us about four months with the citizen advice because obviously citizen advice are specialised in benefit. We're not. But working in tandem together, so we were fighting the, the, the racial discrimination because obviously she was from a different background and, and citizen was looking at the benefit side. 
working together for four months, you know, we managed to have... So even your expertise, it was still four months? Yeah, it still took four months to to, to work on the case and to to lobby and and to put complaints, etc., etc., but the you know so we managed to have the universal credit reinstated for that couple but the impact on their life they've had their life destroyed because you know they they went into arrears with their with their rent they had to use uh, food banks vouchers because to be able to feed themselves they they missed pay, paying some of the bills so they had loads of issues with with their various suppliers and their mental health was hugely impacted because it's people who had who were managing but who were not well off you know and very suddenly their life was completely destroyed. So, you know, the impact on their on their mental health was absolutely huge. Mm. So we do have, unfortunately, we do have cases like that. And we do, you know, we do fight as much as possible. Um, and we, we work in partnership and we lobby, you know, uh, as much as we can. And at the moment, for example, we've just been granted some funding from the Access to Justice Foundation to look at all those barriers to access to justice because there as well, you know, with the justice system, it is hugely complicated and to be able to go to court, uh, you, you need to go through a solicitor. And yes, solicitor, you know, do the half hour pro bono but you know you can't solve a case like that mm-hmm. in half an hour and then you know to write a letter it's over mm-hmm. uh it's a lot of money mm-hmm. so people cannot afford mm-hmm. that so so we're doing everything we can to to highlight those difficulties mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. um and, and, and try to solve them really and just to stress you know if you're listening to the program any of these issues are in, impacting you you don't have to be on your own with these things. Obviously, if it's a, if it's a race equality issue or whatever, then uh, Dorset Race Equality are the people to give a, a shout. If it's specifically about benefits, then there are organisations like the Citizens Advice Bureau uh, or indeed uh, Access Dorset uh, or Disabilities Plus. You know, there are a number of organisations who will help you and support you with the forms and and of course, often you have to you have to appeal decisions made mm-hmm. by central government which in in itself can be hugely stressful but you don't have to carry that on on your own yeah. for more inspirational interviews podcasts and hope fm best bits visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again